right. Um, are we ready, kids? Oh, I'm ready. Aye, aye, Captain. I can't hear you. Aye, 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 aye Captain. <laughs> Thank you for doing that. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've done that. Yeah. But you never forget. <laughs> like, you never forget. Tonight on Rogue Padron, a very Han Solo escape, relief into dismay. Join us at the DAC track and Jedi monologuing. The Jedi love to monologue. They love to monologue. <laughs> this is Rogue Leader. All wings report in. Rogue 7 standing by. Rogue 9 standing by. Rogue 3 standing by. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Season 21, Mission 7, Episode 171 of Rogue Padron. Tonight, we're going over the last three chapters of the Jedi Academy, uh, the Jedi Academy trilogy, <laughs> Jedi Search by Kevin J. Anderson. Uh, we did it. We did it. We finished what a, a ride. Run. What a ride we that book was. did a book. We, we did, did a, a book. whole last book. We finished it one month after Danny got back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we did a book. We did it. We did, a book. We did it. I don't think we ever promised how quickly we did. We didn't. We, we did. There were some episodes put out while Danny was gone. So that's all that matters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're going to have Danny back soon. And I'm very glad. Right. <laughs> Uh, I love you all for, dearly, but if I have to hear your voices anymore <laughs> editing this podcast. Oh, okay, okay. I was <laughs> like, wait a fair. minute, are you quitting? Yeah. <laughs> you can't quit the podcast live on air. I've had it. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> this was enough. No. <laughs> well, here's a quick reminder of our hosts. If Saf Rogue 7 was a type of starfish, she would be a brittle star because she's hypermobile and has the most flexible limbs. <laughs> that's fair oh those are terrifying <laughs> i like them they're, just they're super, cool though they're, super they're like a little they're like a little fat star with long limbs yeah yeah i can dig that heath rogue six would be a blue sea star because they hide out away from others during the day and only come out when they feel like they'll be unbothered yeah oh they're so that's blue um, yeah they're yeah. extremely blue they're so, so smart cool. <laughs> so smart <laughs> Ash Rogue Nine would be a crown of thorns sea star because they have so many pointy things in their house to stab you with. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that many pointy things in our You movie. just made a sword. And the mace. <laughs> you just made a sword, Ash. And you had swords before you made that sword. <laughs> yeah. I think it was Jeff tweeted one time. Like, is it weird for somebody to own a mace? And I was like, I own a mace. Of course, you own a mace. That doesn't I mace, so the I question. hope not. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't explain it. I am who I am. Okay. 
Yeah, and, and we love you great. for it. <laughs> Danny, Rogue Six will be back with us on our next episode, would be an okra star because they are good indicators of how the ecosystem is doing. And it's been extremely obvious that when Danny is missing, Rogue Potrid's ecosystem <laughs> is real out of whack. How do you spell that? Um, O-C-H-R-E. Thank you. You're welcome. Ooh. I highly encourage listeners to Google these starfish they're beautiful yeah, they look mine, very cool. they really cool. mine is very blue yeah yeah i like it starfish yeah. are are rad because they're just so look these weird. starfish up anyways make what a year i'm rogue leader and i would be a northern pacific sea star because i'm an invasive species because i will bring up anime in every conversation <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, they've got cool patterns i will food. never forget me and Meg, when I went to visit her, sitting at a train station, completely unprompted, she turns to me and goes, so if you want to be a weeb. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like one morning, one quiet Sunday morning, I'm making coffee, Jeff comes up behind me, hugs me, and I just go, I love anime. <laughs> just... That's it. Yeah, I was com- it up. I was completely to share. misreading the situation. <laughs> I also thought he was just hugging me to grab something past me, so I was absolutely not reading it as a as a peaceful, intimate moment. <laughs> I, I love that. <laughs> Speaking of peaceful, intimate moments, I have a question about Star Wars. Ooh, exciting! Ooh. So we got a poster for Book of Boba Fett. Oh, we did. <laughs> oh, yeah, we did. We sure did. This is the most accurate lead-in I think you've ever done. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I want to know, what Star Wars character do you want to sit on the... Uh, which which one do you want to sit on their lap? Like, what character do you... you know, <laughs> I you feel like my answer is really... Sit on your lap. Boba Fett what? excluded from this. Oh, okay. Hang on, let me, think, let me think. No one, no one who has already sat on a throne... Yeah. So no Darth Maul. No Darth Maul. Um, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. No, no Satine. Uh, Satine can count because she's not sexily sitting in the throne. Okay, good point. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to say her like, because I feel like I would crush her. Yeah, she's spindly. Yeah. <laughs> Obi-Wan. Yeah, I could see that. I've gone back to my old classic days of he Obi-Wan. He would feel so awkward about it but he it would be it. so awkward it would be great <laughs> uh, be so of good. course of course my answer is din Djurin. oh shit that's a good answer too i just feel like it'd be a really peaceful experience he wouldn't like it but he'd be like okay this is happening <laughs> yeah 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 I, so feel you need like, a hug. <laughs> I feel like if you not necessarily on a throne but like if he's just like flying a ship and you come and sit in his lap he'll just continue flying the ship <laughs> Oh, just, I want that. He'll, he'll, give you a little, he'll, he'll give you a little comforting pat on the shoulder. Yeah, and then and just like you flying. You know what? No, I, I like that. I want to do that too because it just yeah. seems really comforting. Also, I constantly forget his name isn't actually Dinjurn. <laughs> when he was talking his name properly, I'm like, yeah. what? Dinjurn. Dinjurn. Kitchester. Yes, that's a good one. Good, that's a very nice a good lap lap. to sit on. Good luck. Yeah. You know he has thick thighs under those gender yeah. robes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Which I think you canonically see in some of like the Clone Wars. Oh yeah, true. Because he's a, or at least in the micro series, because he's in a swimsuit in that one episode. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, who would I? I am suddenly blanking on every Star Wars character. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know any Star Wars characters. There's um, so many ways. Okay, to we don't have a Star Wars podcast. You could just like you could have a dad, Star Wars dad, for that comforting thing. You could go in a completely different direction. <laughs> no, that's not gonna work. Um, I think Wedge and Tilly's. <laughs> that's a fair one. Uh, yeah. basically because he would get so flustered out of his mind it would be hilarious <laughs> he would be so flustered he do that he, thing where he like doesn't quite know to put his hands before he'd like awkwardly set them on your right <laughs> like where's the safest place to <laughs> this i'm a general it's fine it's fine it's fine oh great question ash that was a great question. It's been a long time since I've gone back to my old Obi-Wan days. Yeah. Okay. Well, now that we're in the mood, um, <laughs> let's jump into chapters <laughs> 27 through 29 and the epilogue. Gotta be honest, I was very confused because my book was like, you're at 60% of the way through. And I was like, I feel like the book is not that long. <laughs> Consumer we're about to finish you, it. Turns the out, Kindle files a, are all messed up. <laughs> it has no, it has a bunch of samples of other Star Wars books at the oh. end. Like it has heaps. And I'm never gonna read them. No, no. It's very presumptuous. <laughs> you think I'm gonna read more Star Wars books? <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> so Admiral Dalla is ready to go and prove her worth to the galaxy, but Lull gets the alert that the detention level from the detention level that Han and Kip have escaped. Soon enough, they uncover that it was Quizux who helped them, and they also took Chewie with them. She orders a search party thinking that they have to be on the Gorgon. But Han and the gang are climbing into the Sun Crusher and look around just in time to have a squad of stormtroopers come in. Thankfully, the Sun Crusher is built to withstand much worse than this, and Han takes his time getting the ship ready for takeoff. They blow a hole through the hangar roof, spacing all of the troopers in there, and they rock it off. Um, oh, yeah. Dala then just watches the Sun Crusher erupt from the monstellation and is having a crisis (laughs) dala orders all of the forces to mobilize they can't destroy the sun crusher but they will do whatever they can to capture them they'll blockade it or whatever and the weapon is worth more than all the tie fighter squad squadrons on the gorgon so like just get it done the Star Destroyers and the Ties do their best to block out the Sun Crusher, but the Ties simply like bounce off the plating, um, even <laughs> when they make literally ram into thing. them. Just this is their own. They're being hoisted by their own batard here. Like this is the definition of that. Truly, <laughs> I need an indestructible weapon. Okay, got it. Now you can't stop it. Nope. Uh, and so there isn't a way out of the center of the maw. So Han makes one by ramming through the bridge of the super of the Star Destroyer Hydra. Everyone except Han hated it. I loved it. That was great. You're muted, Heath. You're muted. Han's like, when life, when life gives you lemons, make your own way out of the maw. Right. Yeah. What if I ram through it? Because I finally have a ship that won't be destroyed if I ram it through something. And it worked. You know, if he was in that Falcon, he'd do that shit too. (laughs) Yeah, but it'd be so much worse. It would not go well. It'd be so much worse. Because the Sun Crusher is fine after this. Um, Yeah. Yeah, and we love, like in 
like in Rogue One, like in The Last Jedi, we love when small craft beat up big craft. It's just oh, amazing. Love it. It's good stuff. So I want to see a ship go through another ship. Right. Just yeah, I right love through. it. And like the Sun Crusher is shaped like a carrot. So like it's perfect for just going through stuff <laughs> i really I don't know what the sun crusher looks like so i need to go look at yeah, that it's it's like a cone shape oh it is like a carrot yeah 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 indestructible wow. carrot it is an indestructible carrot so they make it through the hydra is trailing flames as it sinks into one of the black holes <laughs> and han is it. like your turn kip get us through the maw uh from the bridge of the gorgon watching the hydra go down in flames Dala doesn't let herself cry, but she knows that if Tarkin was there, he'd smack her and strip her of her rank. Great. Why are you horny for this guy, Dala? <laughs> you seem great. I forgot about that plot element for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget. Oh, I wish. I wish I could Never forget. Never forget it's that like... she hasn't needed another lover. That fantasy has been enough. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I knew about Dala before going into this, not knowing Dala would be in this, is that she was a thing with Tarkin. Yeah. That was all I knew about her. So well, unfortunately, that's all I all I even know about her is that now. Here's the deets. Um, uh, she absolutely failed him, but she has to salvage the situation. Uh, Tol Sivron calls Dala and demands that if they're leaving the Maw, they take the scientists with them. She tells him he's shit out of luck. <laughs> All right, bye then. Which, like, Tol Sivron sucks, but, like, probably the other scientists don't suck as much. I mean, they're all, like, they're all, like, kids who got, like, brainwashed, basically, aren't they? No, only... Oh, these actual scientists. These are, like, these are, like, um, Mads Mikkelsen and co. So they're all old white men. Oh, they're, like, implicit Uh, ones. Yeah, probably. Well, and then whatever. Yeah, whatever. Like, they're not being like they won't die there like they have their like life support and like their whole installation so it's it's fine how have they been producing food for everybody uh they have their little like replicator units or whatever. oh yeah i forgot that's the thing in star wars yeah it's a big old loophole yeah <laughs> it's the um uh don't ask questions <laughs> they eat don't worry about it <laughs> Um, Dala orders Commander Kratis, Kratis to recall Kratos. Kratos. Oh, okay, Kratos. I like that. Kratos. Yeah. Commander Kratos to recall the ties. <laughs> they were going to leave the Ma in pursuit. They link to the same course from specific coordinates from Dala's personal record, which is like the one safe way they know in and out of the Ma. Theoretically, because she didn't know these coordinates until they were already in the Ma. So it could be a trap on the way out. Who knows? But they won't be around to figure it out if it is. (laughs) So Han is watching Kip pilot through the Maw. His eyes are half closed and he's jerking them through unseen obstacles. Kwai is terrified, but Han reassures her that the force is real and they'll be okay. Then they see the black infinity of space. I love Han false believer so much. It's really good character growth. That's really cute. That's good. Um, On the outside of the Maw, 
Lando, Luke, and R2 are not having a good time trying to run from Duel's forces. They're still heading for the Maw when they see something coming out. It's the Sun Crusher. And then also three Star Destroyers. <laughs> Han first thinks that all those fucking Kessel ships were waiting from them. They should have assumed that they were dead. And Kip points out something very important, which is, Han, why is it that every time we escape, we end up in a worse situation? Han sees the Falcon out in this mass of starships that are coming at them. And he is pissed. (laughs) But then they notice that it doesn't appear to be a part of the attacking fleet. In fact, it seems to be running from the attacking fleet, which is how you would expect the Falcon to be. So with the Star Destroyers arriving, everything goes into chaos. Some of the Kessel fleet start to run. Some start fighting with the Destroyers, thinking that like, this is all a trap, blah, blah, blah. Everyone is thinking that this is a trap for something and none of this was a trap for anything. (laughs) This is all just terrible circumstances. Because Dala thinks this was a trap, that the rebels had their forces waiting, and somehow Han had tricked the interrogation droid. Um, And so they just start opening fire on everybody. Uh, Luke and Lando are very confused. But then they see a message on the private comm in the Falcon, and it's Han! Everyone's so happy! Han says that they can give the coordinates to their Navicomp, and that they can fly tandem in hyperspace. They proceed to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> like, honestly, who cares what happens to the Kessel Fleet? Who cares what happens to the Star Destroyers? Like, that's a problem for later. It's fine. So they get back to Coruscant. And Han is so heckin' happy to be with his family. <laughs> Leia, take notes. He's, he's so happy. <laughs> So Leia doesn't even wait for him to fully get on the ground before the smooches begin. He teases her a little, but then tells her that there wasn't a moment where he didn't miss her and wasn't thinking about his family. Just, just twisted the dagger there. But... Yeah, I hope she feels guilty for a hundred years. <laughs> like... Yeah, she deserves to feel guilty for that one. Han then goes over to the twins. And even though they don't really recognize them, recognize him he hugs them tight and promises that he'll make it up to them from now on why do i have a bad feeling he won't he will he will okay he will i feel like a common thread of all of these books that we've read so far all these legends books is that han is the only one that seems like a completely well-adjusted human being which is very weird (laughs) he went through the original trilogy and was like you know what i'm gonna be normal now Right. Like, I got he, it out of my system. He had his character development, right? Like, he turned around. He's a good guy now. And he's like, all right, I'm a good guy now. And I'm a good guy who believes in the force. Right. I and will be he, a dad for, forever. That's just my job. Uh, dad. Right. Husband and dad. That's what. Yeah. That's me. Husband Han Solo. Like, family man. This is all he wanted, probably. I love this Han so much. Yeah. Some days later, Han and Lando are relaxing in a fancy lounge after too many debriefings. I didn't pause on purpose. I paused because I think I might have to burp. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I just drank a lot of water. As I often do, as I often do at the thought of too many briefings. <laughs> yeah. Fonz <laughs> just sitting there. This could have been a fucking email. Right. <laughs> <sighs> a haughty looking investigator comes over to Lando, and Lando, assuming the worst, immediately tells him that he can get the best legal representation here on Coruscant, which we all know that's Noir Aven. Oh, yeah, it is. The investigator tells him to chill. And opens the briefcase for him, which has one million credits worth of jewels inside. The reward from the Duchess Mistal for finding her husband. Uh, Lando's confused because he was only promised half. Um, Lando then breaks open a message wafer, which is so cool. <laughs> it's so like cool. I'm just imagining like a like a communion wafer. <laughs> right. I want to send you all. A- I want to send you all a cracker with a message inside. Yeah. It's so and cool. And you just shink. And then the message You have pops to dip out. it in wine. First. Yeah. And then afterwards you eat it. Like it's like, a, it's like a fortune cookie, but there's a message inside. Like for real. So anyway, love these message wafers. I wish they would pass over to Canon somehow. Um, so the message is from our good old friend. Slish Fondine, explaining that the Duchess was so happy to have her husband back and that it was Lando who recommended not executing him, that she insisted on paying him the full reward. She's also paying to build a new blobsicle course for Slish as long as it gets to be called the Dak Track in <laughs> honor of her beloved. Fucking amazing. Oh, brings me so much joy. This so was the, much joy. This was the real story in this book. <laughs> and even, and like they say, it's going to be like a more intense plops to Google as well. It's going to have like more interesting stuff. Oh my God. That one was intense enough. <laughs> too fast, too blob. I love, I love, I love this blob subplot so much. It's all I want. I would like a whole. Can the next animated series be about the Blobsicle course? Oh my god, I would be so happy. <laughs> it would be amazing. It's like a sports so- anime. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, Han jokes that if Lando was still, if Lando is still going to invest in Spice, and Lando considers it, because obviously he would do it away with all the slave labor, because a lot of things can be automated. And like Spice has some very good above board uses, which is why Han was okay with smuggling it in the first place to remind us that Han is a good guy. (laughs) In the end, Lando really needs to first buy a new ship and is just happy to be solvent again. Aren't good we for all? him. <laughs> I do like the idea of him taking spice fighting and reforming it so it's not slave labor anymore. Right, right. Do something good for the galaxy, yeah. Right, and like make sure it gets to places that like really need it for like medicinal purposes and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, sorry, scene change. Wedge Antilles finishes loading up the huge carrier that will take the settlers of El Shah and get them set up on Dantooine. <laughs> that? that was a door slamming, I think. Oh. No, someone just had a body drop on the floor. Is <laughs> what just happened. My dog. <laughs> no, that was me. Anyone, <laughs> anyone is a room with someone above them, go check on them because oh, a body just fell. <laughs> Happy spooky season, everybody. 
<laughs> I've been watching Midnight Mass. <laughs> I just finished it. I was so fine. So fucking good. It's oh, so good. The last two episodes. But no, 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 no. I'm just okay. saying. Okay, okay. I've only so really the first three. Oh, it gets so good. Okay, well, so. I, <laughs> this is not Midnight we'll Mass. We'll, Something we'll is Midnight Mass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'll we'll do a sideshow maybe, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> okay, Wedge is happy to be flying again, even if it's not in a fighter. He knows that things are probably gonna get busy again because Dalla blasted the heck out of Kessel and then disappeared. They have yeah, no Kessel idea. Deserved it. Yeah, Kessel one hundred percent. They have no idea where she will turn up, but it's a good bet that she'll do quick strikes on random New Republic planets. Everybody needs to be on their guard. Gantoris is brooding as he watches the ship pack up. Wedge assures him that it'll go great and his people will feel like Dentooine is a paradise. Gantoris just needs to focus on being the best of the new Jedi Knights. Spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Luke is verifying Kip's Jedi abilities. Han keeps butting in to talk about how great Kip is, so it's a real hard time going about this. <laughs> Kip is so eager to be a Jedi, explaining how he vowed to never be helpless again. When Luke gets the paddles out... <laughs> oh, Kip. Oh, Here we go. Here uh, we go. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, Kip. <laughs> uh, when Luke gets the paddles out, he gets a weird reading that has some red light winding around it and he doesn't know what it means but from everything that han and kip have said kip is definitely force sensitive this is bad it's fine everything's (laughs) fine so luke then tries to do the mind nub test and han assures kip to just let luke do what he needs to when luke touches that little point in the back of his mind he gets flung on his ass all the way across the room. Han and Kip rush forward to make sure he's okay. Luke grabs Kip's hand and says he has tremendous power. He's so heckin' welcome at, to study at the Jedi Academy. This is going to cause no problems. Zero gonna problems. Um, zero. Only, it's going to be fine. He only hopes that he'll know what to do when Kip comes into his full potential. That's what we call foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> You just hear the Imperial March. Yeah. Now that's what we call for <laughs> Number 79. <laughs> so that's how the main story ends. But for the epilogue, Luke is standing on top of the main Masasi temple on Ivan Four, taking in the sprawling view of jungle and the massive gas giant of Yavin in the sky. Surprise! This is where we're having the new Jedi Academy. Really? I no <laughs> Who idea. Who could have guessed? Who would have thunk? He thinks about how now, more than ever, the galaxy needs a group of Jedi protectors. He's going to bring together everyone he can as fast as he can. Still, he worries. If one or more of his students should fall to the dark side, will he be able to save them? Who was the dark man Gantoris saw in his dreams? Even so, he's excited to bring his students here, a place that is powerful in the force. Let's train those Jedi. This will only go well. Yeah. Written by Kevin J. Anderson. 
as Torn Apart by Rogue Padron. Uh, <laughs> what a book. What a book. That was a fun book. It was, it was terrible, but it was, was fun. fun. It was awful. Yes, but yeah. yeah. Oh, the Blobstacle Race. <laughs> I will never get over the Blobstacle course. It's perfect. It made me so happy. It's I can't wait to tell Daddy about the Blobs. Yes. I'm so excited to tell Daddy Daniel about the Blobs. loves the Blobs. I'm so excited. I'm going to read bits from it for Daddy because. <laughs> yes. It's good. I remember my, my thoughts on finishing this book when I read it three or four years ago were that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll probably read the other ones. And then I never did. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, I think, how I still feel about this book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, things just get wackier in the next two books. Things happen. (laughs) (laughs) Things certainly happen. And we we get a visit from one of our old, old friends. Is it the ghost of Exarchoon? Yeah, it Seattle. is the ghost of Exarchoon. It is the ghost of Exarchoon. <laughs> but I was also thinking it's Corridor. Oh, oh no! Yeah, <laughs> Don't say, I forgot he's in it. But it's not Rins from Corn's point of view. Oh yeah. No, it's infinitely more tolerable. <laughs> <laughs> Because you don't have to hear Corrin's thoughts. We we get to see how everybody else views Corrin, which is of all of the characters to pick to write first person, did it have to be Corrin Horn? I don't know. The next time Mike Stack pulls on a panel, we can ask that. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, be, he'll just be like, next question. He'll be like, I'm not answering questions from any of you. I know yeah. you, you five. <laughs> You five back get out. out. This is a virtual call, and then we get kicked from the call. (laughs) Automatically muted. (laughs) Oh, we're fun. We are fun. Speaking of fun, should we do some listener question responses? Absolutely. All five of them. Yeah. On what was maybe our on what was maybe our best listener question ever. Yeah. It's a great question. So we asked last week, well, last month, I think. Who came out last week? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we asked last month, but you all heard it last week. What does a Wookiee egg taste like? No, and that's not nope, what it not is. Taste like, not taste <laughs> like. <laughs> oh, no. Well, now we have this week's listener question. <laughs> Congratulations, you made it worse. <laughs> wow. Know what Freudian shit is happening in my brain that led to that, but that's for me and my therapist to talk about. Uh, Wait, which one of you said? Egg? I think Heath, your response was that it was see through. Yeah, yeah, that does seem right. And we were all like, that's fucking cursed. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, I'm still not sorry about it. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> um, uh, so sorry for that Freudian slip. I, <laughs> I, I should really jot that down for my therapist, I think. Yeah. Uh, Adam Ashford said, Wookiee eggs are mechanical. Baby Wookiees have to disassemble them before they can hatch, which is why so many Wookiees are great engineers. That's really creative. But if I was a Wookiee and that had to happen, I'd be stuck in there forever. I'd be fine. Yeah, you'd be fine. I would just brute strength the bust out. <laughs> I like the blue starfish would only come out if necessary. <laughs> so you're like, I'm good. 
I'm yeah. fine in here. I've got I'm gonna stay in this everything nice I need, I for think. the rest of yeah. my life. I just need to stop growing, I think. Well, I mean, yeah. That's fine. Um, it happens eventually. X-Wings in history said, Wookiee eggs are small, translucent, and incredibly numerous. Wookiees <laughs> are mouth brute. This gets so much worse. Wookiees oh, are mouth brute, mouth mouth brooders with the males of the species carrying the eggs in their mouths which is why Chewie talks like that <laughs> the gestation period is 40 years picture right, of a jawfish yes. for reference and I'm begging you all to scroll down in the show notes and see this picture it's perfect it's which is Holy one shit. of the most disturbing things I've ever seen in my entire life I'm horrified. 40 years I love him <laughs> what a good dad that's a that's an A plus dad right there, keeping them safe for forty years. I would do it. Yeah, I'd know. do it for Teddy. You know, it's disgusting, but I would do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. which which applies to a lot of the things you have to do. With yeah, that's a that's a parenting, isn't it? Yeah, fucking gross, but I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan said, "I'm not sure which question to answer, but." If Wookiees had pouches, they would be like koala pouches, which usually end up with the kid upside down. Oh. And if Wookiees laid eggs, they would be like frog eggs, translucent and bunched together and stick to the mother's <laughs> butt until they hatch. That is distressing that koalas have pouches. Yeah, they're marsupials. I know, but I've never thought about the fact, like, I Googled it and I don't like it. Yeah, they're not as vi- like they're not as visible as like kangaroo pouches are, right? Like, yeah, it's a bit distressing. Yeah, pouches Why is are really like this. Pouches are distressing. <laughs> don't I don't want to have a pouch? No, neither. I have good news for both of us. Then <laughs> <laughs> I don't listen. I just I don't. I already have one womb. I don't want. I don't need a second one. On the it goes, yeah. it goes to the so doctor's office. One. I would like a pouch installed, please. <laughs> one pouch, please. One pouch, please. <laughs> just for cosmetic reasons. Yeah, I just want to be able to hold my phone there because like, I wear dresses. I don't pockets. normally have pockets. Oh, I grossed myself like, out. Oh, oh my god, it's just so annoying to reach for my phone all the time. Yeah. I just want to like, it's just. I like just that. lose everything constantly. <laughs> you install. You install. Okay, install using the, the word install <laughs> for body <laughs> modification. <laughs> 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 I have medical. De- I have medical devices. Out. They installed that shit. You know, it's. <laughs> Well, I just want a Lego pouch. <laughs> Amazing. I love it. Just imagining someone like trying to pay for something in a checkout line. Like, oh, oh, Hold no, on. Not that. Not that. Oh, it's in here somewhere. <laughs> just a bag pull, of ev- pulling stuff out. A bag of everything from D or a bag of holding from D uh, from, from D, but a skin pouch. <laughs> just an infinite bag. I'm gonna use it. I'm going to use that in something because it's horrifying. <laughs> That's my kind of shit. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Dinner leader said if Wookiees had pouches, they'd be unstoppable. Marsupials spend less time vulnerable during gestation as a result of their pouches. Wooklings would be safer and their parents would have two free hands. Also, secret blaster in the pouch. <laughs> <laughs> 
(laughs) 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 Which I now can't help but think back to our previous conversation that we were just having. (laughs) (laughs) Conceal carry in your pouch. (laughs) (laughs) All in all, bad news for the Empire. Um. What we literally did that research. He did that research while he was at my <laughs> Great. <sighs> and Odie said, as for Wookiee eggs, like a mermaid's purse, aka shark egg, but furry. I love mermaid purses. <laughs> we got a lot of like aquatic eggs in this, which is interesting. Happy Megtober. <laughs> what is a Chewbacca if not a furry fish? <laughs> Mm, no. I need to be stopped. She's like nothing furry. like a furry fish. <laughs> furry, I'm gonna tweet that. He makes app stuff. Star Wars subtweeting. <laughs> this oh. is what happens when my brain just gives up for the day. It's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. This is Rogue Podrin, baby. <laughs> like no we're done no no more coherent thoughts for the rest no. of the day no just an aquatic fish aquatic fish a furry fish <laughs> yeah an aquatic fish is a fish <laughs> yeah right. a chore is a fish some oh. fish walk on land i assume meg yeah there are <laughs> some land walking walk fish they don't walk in the way that you're thinking of. <laughs> let's be clear here <laughs> Okay, let's go. Let's get Bodies. Let's. <laughs> everyone. Everyone gets a Bodies. Everyone. Every, Every answer Bodies. was perfect. They were all everyone great answers. Uh, and this week, we'd like to ask you, what does a Wookiee egg taste like? <laughs> you know, I. It came out of my mouth, and I figured that's what she said. Yeah. And I figured, <laughs> why not pose the question to the group? So. <laughs> um. I- I need to think about yeah, this. Yeah, I, I need oh, a, yeah, I need a week sure. to think about this. For, for sure. sure, I need to think about this one. I already know my answer. Well, it's go a, ahead. It's maple syrup. <laughs> <laughs> That's extremely <laughs> random, but specific. And like, does it? Are, are you are you just like it's a breakfast food, so it tastes like maple syrup? <laughs> well, okay, my brain went. They live in trees. <laughs> <laughs> okay 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 all right all right I, I i see the i see the thought process now all right yeah 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 it got from it, it went from there <laughs> it was just it was just kind of alarming to me how fast you were <laughs> yeah syrup. yeah i i was very ready for that apparently it's maple syrup for sure it's maple syrup. for sure <laughs> But I'm excited for next week to hear everyone else's answers. Yeah, I have to think about it because I'm very serious oh, yeah. about eggs. I need, I need oh, yeah. some time with this. Great. All right, listeners, <laughs> hit us up with your answers to this week's question on Twitter at Rogue Podron. Our email is roguepodron at gmail.com. Our website is roguepodron.com. You could subscribe to us on your favorite podcatcher, whatever the fuck it is. It doesn't matter. <laughs> if you want some good egg recipes, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash roguepodron. And leave us a review on iTunes, please. We love them. We deserve them. <laughs> Look at what we've done for you. <laughs> Where else are you going to get such inspiring Star Wars commentary? Like, what is Chewbacca if not a furry fish? Yeah. yeah. Where else are you going to get that? You will Where else are you gonna get that? Guaranteed you will not get our content anywhere else. <laughs>
Yeah. And I think we deserve a review for that. Yeah. You're muted, Heath. <laughs> I know. I hope you're not getting this content anywhere else. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Why? Who? I'd, How? I'd be really worried about whoever else is generating this kind of content. <laughs> yeah. Us, like, yeah. Like five yeah. of us is enough. <laughs> Yeah, you don't need more of that in the world. That's too much for the world. I've I've seen your work, and this is what I expect from this group. But right. anyone else, no. <laughs> no, no. And also, we've perfected it. So, like, why even bother? Why? Yeah, you can't improve on perfection. So. Yeah. <laughs> so next time, we're gonna take a little bit of a break from book reading, and we are going to welcome the honky tonk return of the Padrelorian. Featuring, yeah, beautiful, <laughs> featuring oh, <yeah>. <laughs> Star Wars Visions. So <laughs> I'm really hyped to talk about Star Wars Visions with everybody. We're going to do it on the Podrelorian. That is our, we have designated our Star Wars TV podcast <laughs> um, for the two shows that we care about. <laughs> hey, hey, Book of Boba Fett's happening. Yeah. I love Book of Boba Fett with Mando, though. Yeah, they're yeah, yeah, inseparable. Yeah. But yeah. so look forward to that. Um, it's going to be great. And I'm really excited to talk about it. Danny will be back for these discussions. Yes. Um, it'll be Thank wonderful. <laughs> it'll be a great little, it'll be a great little Star Wars reunion because I think everybody liked some or all of Visions. And so it'll be really fun to talk about something we all liked. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell I liked yeah. all of it and I loved some of them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So for now, this is Rogue Padron signing off. Pash out. I can hear the chickens. What are they doing? Wait, what? Oh my god, there's a chicken up there. Hang on. What? Please keep that. Oh, there is a chicken. Where did that chicken come from? Um, so my family has chickens, and sometimes they let them out to wander, and sometimes they jump up on the balcony. Look at um, all these chickens. Look at all these chickens. Look at all these chickens. I see you. I can I see miss, you. I miss Vine. In the middle of the pew pew, Seth just looks out of, <laughs> I hear the chicken. <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> keeping this. Wedge, shut up! Sorry. No, it's Wedge. He did not like you, Greg. That bitch is talking bad. He's like, no. I will not no. shut up. Not as behaved <laughs> as General Wedge Antilles. No. So um, one of my earbuds. Go sorry. Ahead, go ahead. No. Uh, one of my earbuds stopped working recently, cool. um, which is annoying. But the other day, I accidentally dropped it in hot wax to one of my candles and got it out. <laughs> it's not working again. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't it know. It just needed the heat, or like, I, I have something... no idea. Something about that wax helped it seep out. Yeah, whatever now it works to seep out. It's magic. Great. It's magic. I don't know yeah. what I just walked into, and I don't really want to know. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> can you? There's can a you raccoon just... outside. In case you were curious about what. Oh, oh uh, what's happening? Oh, a raccoon. Yeah. Who wants to murder the raccoon? <laughs>
Aww. Yeah. <laughs>